Steve Jobs once said, we're here to put a dent in the universe. Well, FinTech has certainly put a dent in the financial services industry over the past few years. This podcast series focuses on the story of those individuals who took Jobs' advice, the dent makers, if you will. This is the FinTech Five. In this episode of the FinTech Five, we're speaking with Michael Kent. Michael's the CEO and founder of Asimo, or I guess, I, I, should I call you founder or co-founder? Um, I'm the founder. So I set the business up um, in January 2012 when we first got going. So uh, we're gonna, we'll go right down that path. Let's talk about Asimo and what Asimo is. So if you can give me like the 30-second um, Finnovate summary. Asimo is a reimagination of the way that people send money across borders for a uh, digitally connected and, and, and social age. So we operate um, a way of sending money to 190 countries around the world, uh, and, it's, and it's digital. So it's a reimagination of what you would do with Western Union or, or something like MoneyGram historically. So it's an incredibly hot space right now. Um, you know, we're seeing remittance you know, globally. The numbers continue to, to go up. You're, you're based out of the U.K. How many countries do you serve? So right now we we send money from twenty five. Um, that number's about to go up. You might hear some news at, at the show, and um, we terminate to one hundred and ninety. So you know, uh, thousands and thousands of individual corridors that people refer to, which is one country to to another country. So we we work out um, we can hit about five billion adults with our with our service in terms of termination. One of the most recent enhancements you made is the ability to send money via SMS, so kind of that the WhatsApp model. Um, how's that going for you? So, yeah, sure. I mean, the the interesting thing about the the written space, and particularly its its steps towards digitization, the first um, evolution of the sector really took the forms that you would fill out in a in a corner shop um, and put them onto a web uh, interface. It's probably the second iteration was putting that, that those, those forms onto a um, onto a mobile interface, but now the biggest change that's probably happened in the last five years in this sector is that increasingly you're seeing uh, mobile phone ubiquity on the receive end, the traditional places that people receive money. So Africa, I know, Far East, the Philippines, India, Pakistan, uh, Latin America. Um, and as those users increasingly have smartphones, um, and you can see you know, just how big a business that is as uh, the, you look at any of the stats for the messenger platforms, Facebook Messenger, Viber, those kind of guys, is that you can completely transform the way that people send money and make it phone-to-phone rather than phone-to-traditional bank account or phone-to-cash payout. So that's what, that's what the, um, the new product is all about, allowing people to send money just to a mobile phone number in a particular jurisdiction and then that person being able to choose how they want to pick it up. Um, so we think about it as just the natural evolution of money transfer. It's the next step. So it's a space that's getting a ton of attention right now. Um, probably, you know, we're recording this in April 2017, and I think all over the news is Ant Financial's play for MoneyGram. Any thoughts? I mean, I think it's I think it's really interesting. So you know, as a retail-based, high street-based, and high-cost uh, industry, this was seen as a you know not not at the interesting end of financial services. I think as you push people into a you know a digital environment, and people are able and to, to use digital um, devices all over the world to do this, I think it becomes lots more interesting to lots of people. So, you know, you saw PayPal acquire Zoom a couple of years ago. That was, you know, big West Coast serious tech player. 
but also, you know, very large business, acquire a remittance player. And then, you know, with ANT getting into MoneyGram, they're looking for that network effect. You know, if you talk to, I'm in San Francisco at the moment, you talk to people in financial services, there's a real interest in where the next billion customers going to come from. And they're unlikely to come from Europe or North America. They're going to come from some of these emerging markets. And that's what people like ANT are looking to tap into. They're looking to tap into you know, the, the consumers in those different parts of the world um, because they think very long term and they think that those people are going to be worth something in the future. That's why they're paying up. So I, I love interviewing serial entrepreneurs and successful ones uh, like you. And it's interesting, I was doing my research and reading about you and Ricky Knox. So other than you met Ricky the same night and at the same dinner where you met your wife, Sophie, what makes that partnership work so well? Wow. Um, yeah, you've done your research. <laughs> so uh, I think, I mean, I always tell um, anyone who comes to talk to me about, you know, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, I think that we're at a very interesting point in um, you know, the evolution of technology and financial services. So I get a lot of people coming and saying, I've been in banking for a number of years. I want to set out on my own. And I, I always tell them to try and find themselves a business partner um, because, you know, many times, um, and it's not the type that always gets talked about, but you know, building a business is like going out boxing, you know, getting punched in the face a number of times on a daily basis. You know, good stuff happens, but there's an awful lot of difficult stuff happens too. Um, and having somebody that you can, you know, uh, share the experience with, I think, um, and also two heads are generally better than one um, is incredibly important. So, yeah, no, we're, we're business partners. We we don't have executive roles in each other's businesses, but you know, we um, we effectively we work together on stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's quite powerful. Yeah, for those that are listening to this and haven't heard an interview from, from uh, Ricky yet, they're interesting um, two individuals between Michael and Ricky. So, Michael, you grew up in – you were raised by a Scot. Are you Scottish? My father is Scottish. Um, my mother's South African. I um, I grew up on the east coast in Wilmington, Delaware, for a number of years, oh, and then Lord. moved to the United Kingdom. So, um, yeah, I guess I'm I'm a mongrel. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, no. The, 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 those that know we would say I have a, a Scottish approach to money, which I'm not sure if your um, listeners will understand. But it's um, I I, I, I could be classed as careful, I guess. <laughs> If you're being generous. Well, you're, you're on Crunchbase, your profile, and I'm assuming you wrote this, you were brought up by a Scot who showed you the value of work, money, and hard bargain. So that pretty much sums it up. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't write that, but um, I should take it. <laughs> it's fantastic. You, you need to look at it. All right. We're down to the last minute. This is rapid fire. So just quick questions right off the top of your head. No wrong answer. Okay. You ready? First one. Yes. This is the most important question. Can you get me Canoe's autograph? Because I'm an Arsenal fan. And he had an awesome five-year run with Arsenal from 99 to 04. And I know he partnered with you guys in Nigeria, correct? That's correct. Um, uh, he's in our offices today. So oh. I'm not sure what the time difference is and whether he's still around, but we will do our best. Um, oh. He's an he's a inspirational man, part of the Arsenal's invincible team, um, who had that unbeaten run. And, yeah, he's, he's, he's also one person that's, I don't know, he, he's like a god in, in Nigeria. Um, but he's used his fame to do some really worthwhile stuff. So he has a heart foundation that we're supporting. I know that's not a one-word answer, but um, no, yeah, a, I can't use great. I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah, for for any um, legend like him, it's fine. All right, second question. Um, 
What do you think of the book, A Brief History of Tomorrow? So Homo Deus, I think you're read, reading it. I'm reading that right now. So what's your thoughts on that book? I think it's um, it's compelling and um, terrifying in equal measure. Um, it's you know, I, it's, it's, we're we're experimenting with with AI in a number of areas in our business, um, and I do think you know we as a as a uh, race will have to ask ourselves some pretty interesting um, high level questions about how we want to do that stuff going forward. Yeah. But yeah, it's fascinating, and I think um, you know these are these are the biggest questions to, to face us on the sort of bio biotech and, and technology side in hundreds of years. So yeah, um, <laughs> it definitely makes you think. Yeah it's, yeah, it's one of those books I, I read about three pages and I have to stop. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah, it makes your head hurt, doesn't it? Exactly. Um, where's the best place to learn about Asimo and the work you're doing? Uh, so we're, we have, um, if, you, if you want to read, like, obviously the homepage, but um, uh, if you want to really dig under the skin, we have a, um, a Asimo Labs blog, which is really... To all of our developers and our developer teams telling their story of how we like to build tech and how we approach new technology developments. Uh, we have a Medium page, I think it's called Loose Change, uh, which is just stories really of, of what the work we do and the, and the people who do it. Um, and follow us on social media because we're pretty active on all that stuff. So those would be the ones. Well, outstanding. Well, thanks for the time, Michael. I really appreciate it. Okay. Great to talk to you. Thank you very much.